All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. What the hell was that? Let's get into it with the lead. Wait, we don't do that on this show. Welcome into Oilers Nation After Dark, everybody. Coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. No, I am not for you. Oh, whoa, that is that was trippy. Uh, we are live not only on the Oilers Nation YouTube, not only on the Oilers Nation Facebook, not only on the Oilers Nation Twitter, we are live on the Oilers Nation Instagram for the first time ever on After Dark as well. So you can now watch us in four different spots. Uh, but welcome into the program, everyone. My pal Liam Horvath is going to be swinging by in just a couple of minutes here. We are going to break this thing down from front to back. Um, but let's be honest, the front and the back, it was all ugly tonight down at Rogers Place. The Oilers see their losing streak go to two games as they drop a 5-1 decision at the hands of the Florida Panthers. Shout out to everyone joining us over on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Number one fan was in, said puck watching 101. Tristan is in and says that was a waste of a game. Absolutely. Waited all day to see a shit show. It was not great. Not great at all. Uh, I promised you, Liam Horobin. I am delivering you, Liam Horobin. Liam, it's like Oilers Nation every day, except it's Saturday night at 11 o'clock. Oilers Nation every day after dark, we're going to call this edition of the show, I think, Tyler. And uh, I wish we were we were talking under, under better circumstances. I also wish we were talking under better, <laughs> better circumstances, Liam. Uh, what do you think about the fact that the technology has developed to a point where we can be live on Instagram? Oh, I think... We're in a, an incredible stage of the human race, Tyler, to the extent of when we send screenshots of passwords, they erase themselves. It's a crazy little thing that we're going through right now. I'm not sure how much more life can advance at this point, to be honest. Next thing you know, we'll be flying to the moon. Yeah, maybe. Although some would say that's staged. Uh, we are live on Instagram. I have the proof here. I just really, my brain was scattered because i wanted to make sure that all uh that all went smoothly the show as always brought to you by alberta blue cross alberta blue cross and their fantastic travel insurance they want to protect you and your memories wherever your travel takes you visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information maybe you want to come on the nation vacation maybe you want to come down to phoenix in february liam's going to be there i'm going to yep. be there a party will be had down in AZ. Your flights, your hotel, your hockey, it's all covered as a part of the nation vacation out to Phoenix. We are watching a game at Mullet 
Arena. Giddy up 1999 Nation Maybe because Alberta Blue Cross helping us out with this as well. Maybe you want to come with Patty Boy and myself to Jasper and play in the Pond Hockey Tournament Ooh. as well. Um, all right, Liam, a loss for the Edmonton Oilers, an ugly one as well. Let's get into things with the good, the bad, and the oily from this hockey game. Listen, it, it's very difficult to sit and look at a game that they lose 5-1 to one and find a way to come out of positives from the whole thing. But the homestand as a whole... Going four and two, that's good. That's where we're going with yeah. our good. Um, I I don't know. When you look at this chunk of games, again, as a six-game thing, if you would have said at the start the Oilers are going to go four and two, when you look at the quality of opponents they had to play, like you would have taken four and two. Yeah, I mean, you look back at it, right? And like you said, like the Oilers needed that homestand to come out in a positive direction. And sucks the way way it ended because it had gone so well, even the Tampa Bay game, right? Like she played pretty well until the third period and they just all kind of fell apart. They trying to go in a different direction tonight, giving Cal Pickard the game and then kind of falls apart on them at the end of this first period. Right. So overall though, like you can't be too disappointed and we can't look too far away from what actually just happened to this team and that they're, what are they a couple of wins out of a playoff spot now? It's kind of crazy to think that they're at that point. Yeah, and I mean, what did they outscore teams? It was something like, I can do the math quickly if we want, 10, 18 to 6. 18 to 6 in the first four games. Like, they weren't just beating quality hockey teams. They were stomping quality hockey teams early on in this homestand. And listen, the game against Tampa Bailey, and we didn't get a chance to break it down together on Friday when you uh, filled in as the host of Oilers Nation every day, but... That was goaltending more than anything. That had nothing to yeah. do with the quality of game they played, right? Like Stuart Skinner makes one stop for you in the third period. You're getting one point, maybe two, probably two, if we're being honest here. So again, that one was goaltending. This one tonight, like again, the five spot is not pretty far from it, but I don't even hang that five spot on Calvin Pickard. I thought maybe there was one like... It's tough because there's a difference between competent and like above average or good goaltending, right? Like did Sam Bennett get to walk in all alone, flip it to his backhand and slide it in? Yes, he did. Did Pickard bite way too hard on that and not move very well on the move? 100%. Carter Verhage, did he pick a corner? Sure. But there was no traffic and Calvin Pickard was in position there. He just missed it. So my point, the general point here with this loss is that this one wasn't on goaltending and, and what's maybe concerning. I know we're doing the good, but while they dominated teams for four straight games, they lost these last two games in very different ways. And, and that is concerning. Yeah. I, I think the most concerning part about today was they weren't able, they weren't able to shake off what happened the night before, right? Like they weren't mm. able to come out. And it, I was thinking about this Thailand. I'm curious what you think. Like, we say a lot that the Oilers get goalied. I, I think, what was it, Thursday, that they it was a prime example of that, right? But do you yeah. think sometimes this team just lacks some finish? <laughs> like, I mean, today there was multiple times where, yes, Bob Bobrovsky made some big saves in that game. But also the Oilers are putting it right on his play as well in the same, in the same breath. Like, you look at the Ekholm one, Bobrovsky bit right like literally bit the wrong way and he still managed to make the save because they hit it with him because Ekholm fired it at his hip Liam like that's not a competitive shot on a breakaway no it's not and and granted it's Ekholm I guess so that is what it is but then there's also the one where Connor McDavid like puts it right in the crease and the puck is right there and everyone's just swinging the sticks at it and nobody can tap it home it's just like I feel like other teams are are making it happen and maybe it was just one of those nights but I'm just kind of a bit tired of the narrative of all oh, the others got goalied. And it's like, well, I don't think Casey DeSmith is really goalie in many other teams, you know? Yeah. And I don't think like Vasilevsky is the only one really where you could be like, that was unbelievable. Like, I, I don't know. It's just a little frustrating. And I'm not trying to take credit away from the, the goalies that the others have faced this season. But it's, like, it's happening quite a lot. Okay, but Liam, even on the Vasilevsky one, did they get goalied? Can you call it getting goalied when you score four goals? Yeah, that's like how many more do you need to score? Yeah, that is so true, and it's like I'm not. Although we said it on the other show the other day, like there's a lot of blame towards Stuart Skinner for the loss, and I think that's fair. I don't think Skinner was very good against Tampa Bay, but 
he was good in other games too. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's an interesting little curse the Oilers are going through with goalies this season, both ends of the ice. So Daniel drops in a comment on the Facebook and says, seriously, Bobrovsky made three or four excellent saves on RNH and Hyman. Hey, no one is saying Bobrovsky not saying did not play good. Bobrovsky played well. He gave the Panthers what they needed and then some. But another excellent, to, to your point, Liam, there was that play when, and I, I forget, Bouchard sent a perfect play off Bobrovsky's pad. He kicked it right out yep. of the slot and it goes to Fogel. What does he do with it? Hammers it three inches off the ice right into Bobrovsky's pad. If that thing is three feet in the air, it is a goal. That is sure Bobrovsky, excellent athleticism to get over there and to give himself a chance. But if the Oilers, Warren Fogle in that instance, who, I mean, come on, we don't need to talk about Warren Fogle having finishing issues. We all know that's a problem. If Warren Fogle can put that thing, forget three feet, two feet off the ice, it's in the back of the net. Like, and Maynard says Fogle didn't get all of that. Exactly. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> yes. Ah, ah. Yeah, it's... Uh... Someone tweeted it, and maybe it was a reply to your tweet about saying we were coming on this show. But it's like the when the Oilers lose, the holes the holes are so glaring, aren't they? Like the yeah. lack of depth scoring, the goaltending, all that kind of stuff. But we've not even made it to the bad yet, Tyler. No, we haven't. So I want to wrap up this one with a good point. Adam is in and says, "Sorry, boys, don't think we're seeing the playoffs this year. Good teams don't lose two in a row. No room for error now, Adam." They went four and two on the homestand. It was a positive homestand, man. Again, if you can go four and two in every six game stretch from now until the end of the season, you're going to make the playoffs. And Adam, let me give you a little bit more optimism here. The Edmonton Oilers, while yes, the San Jose Sharks are only one spot behind them in the standings. The Edmonton Oilers are five points back of the Arizona Coyotes for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. The Edmonton Oilers have two games in hand on the Arizona Coyotes. You win your games in hand. I mean, without winning your games in hand, you're still right in the thick of this thing. They're not out of it because they lost two games. This is a team that by points percentage was in the playoffs four days ago. They're not out of it because they lost these two games. Good, And you say good teams don't lose back-to-back games. I mean, sure, this scenario, you would have loved to see the Oilers come out with a better effort than what they did. But at the same time, and you know, Everett, Adam's allowed to be pissed here, Tyler. Man, I'm pissed too, like, I sat and I wanted the Oilers to win tonight and I watched that shit for two and a half hours. Like I'm not happy. And I understand that in the moment and look at that, we got, we got Adam flipped over. He says, okay, fine. I'm optimistic. (laughs) In the moment. Yes, we're pissed. And I'm yelling at Warren Fogle, just like you. And I'm wondering if this team has an issue finishing their chances, just like you, Liam. But tomorrow morning when we wake up, we'll look at the standings on whatever your app of choice is. And you will see that the Oilers are still right in the thick of this thing. And they have a road trip coming up that presents really good opportunity. You have games against San Jose and Anaheim this month. You have games. I mean, that that road trip through the East before Christmas is really, really tough. You're playing three straight good teams, but you just manhandled New Jersey a few days ago. You've beaten the Islanders already this season. Rangers are a wagon. That's probably a scheduled loss. But I, I still like the Oilers' chance of going 2-1 on the road trip and having an acceptable road trip. You're not going to win every game. They're going to lose back-to-back games again at some point this season. I don't know. I just think the good is that this homestand showed that the old Oilers are still in there somewhere. Yeah, I think just to, to finish your point, now, the LA Kings are pro- currently on a three-game losing streak. So there, there you go. go. You're going to lose games. I, I realize it sucks, and we're, you want to, everyone's reactionary to it, and it's fine. Guys, say whatever you want. But it's the reality of it. The others weren't going to win every game, and you're going to have bad nights. Unfortunately, tonight was a was a bad night. Yeah, uh, drop us a like if you are watching along on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Drop us a star; it's free to do so if you are watching along on the Facebook, and if you happen to be one on uh, on the Instagram. Shout out! Just shout out to Instagram. I don't think you can do anything. Oh, you can hit the like button on Instagram. You can yeah. drop a little. You can drop the little 100 emoji, Liam. It's kind of cool. It like comes up on the screen. Can't I will really drop. That. I will drop a 100 emoji in there right now. Thanks, pal. I can find it. But it's unfortunate that we don't see the the chat on oh. our screen. We have to go to our phones for for Instagram. But it's okay. Yeah, that, you can keep dropping it in there. 
that kind of stinks. We also don't see the chat from Twitter, but we see when people join on Twitter. So shout out to Maddie, who just joined in on the stream. I hope you enjoy the program. Uh, our boy Patty Puff is producing this bad boy. And Pat knows I did zero prep for this show. So that's the good, Pat. What is the bad? <laughs> Poor execution. There you go. Uh, we jumped the gun. Liam, Liam, I will give you a two-word response to this being the bad. Uh, no shit. They did not execute very well. <laughs> in any part of the ice uh it was bad man that was just and i was just talking with uh with i was texting with my cousin jake and he said am i overreacting saying that this was one of the worst efforts all season and like honestly not even that far off leon dreisaitl looked borderline disinterested this evening that was annoying but Mm -hmm. he was not the only one and i bring up dreisaitl because a bunch of people in the chat have brought up dreisaitl but like man (laughs) There was just nothing there. Passes five feet in front of guys, passes to absolutely nobody. The D-man, there was one play in the second where Ekholm thought Bouchard pinched in. Bouchard came back to like provide some sort of support defensively, and Ekholm still just fired it over to his side of the ice. And it was in that moment where I was like, they're not winning this hockey game. They they looked disjointed from puck drop till the horn sounded. It was bad, man. That was... They couldn't string together three straight passes to save their life in that hockey game. Yeah, there there really wasn't much rhythm to the game at all. Like they never really got a chance to to really capitalize on any power play opportunities either. Because I didn't even get a power play. Uh, yeah, they got one after the Gagne thing. Oh yeah, right. There was the one, and even that seemed very disjointed. It's just they went over two. Yeah, it felt like the entire night was just just out of the loop and it, it was strange because of how much chemistry they've seen to have put together through this little run right like and the only things that has changed in the last two games is the fact that dry is now playing with fogel and and Yamark and yeah. kane is now down with brown and and mcleod and yeah a little disjointed maybe just a little lax i don't know laxadalia i feel like zion, zion williamson did you hear him try and say that word laxadaisical laxadaisical that's what I was trying it's to say. It's all good. It's all yeah, good. I don't know. English uh, isn't my first language. Naeem is in. Get dry some competent line mates. If you had to pass to bums like Fogel and Brown, knowing <laughs> they have zero finish, you'd look disinterested as well. Okay, Naeem, I like the point. You have another comment you put in earlier that I'm going to fight you on later, but for now, we'll deal with this one. <laughs> sure, I get it. You, If you had to deal with Brown and Fogel and Yanmark's on his other wing, like, sure. But the problem is... When Connor McDavid gets put on a line with whoever they decide to put on his line, Matthias Janmark, for example, when that happened earlier in the season, what do we see? We see Connor McDavid crank it up and go, hop on, boys. I'm going to make Matthias Janmark look like a $6 million winger tonight. And the bottom line is we don't get that from Leon Dreisaitl. His, like, I, Connor's first instinct when it's like, maybe some adversity or things aren't going well, Connor's first instinct is to try to do it himself in a way, right? His effort goes into overdrive. Leon Dreisettle's first instinct when things don't go well in a hockey game is to kind of just bang his stick and say, well, not my night. And that's it. And that's it for Leon for the evening. No hard strides, no physicality, nothing. He just goes out. Well, not my night. And he's done. And he's been doing that now for a handful of games. I didn't love the effort from Leon this evening. Yes, one of the top 10 best players in the NHL. I we're lucky to have him as an oiler dynamic duo, all that, but that doesn't mean I can't be frustrated with what I saw tonight from him. And again, he's a leader on this team. He wears a letter. So when you have an entire 60 minutes where it basically seemed like no one outside of number 97 had any interest in being a difference maker in this hockey game. I look at 29 and go set an example, man, go out there and have a dominant shift, go control play for 60 seconds and see if you can get momentum spinning right back in a positive direction because you know what one of the big, big game changers in this one tonight was Liam. It was that spin move by Connor McDavid that eventually yeah. set up a scoring chance. And then a few minutes later, they got a goal. Connor McDavid went out there and in one shift, he played a big role in them hemming in the Panthers momentum turned. And for a brief four or five minute moment, it looked like they were back in this hockey game. You don't get those moments from Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, very, very rarely do you see those moments from Drysaddle. And you're right. Like, imagine what this team would be like if Drysaddle and McDavid carried them every single night. And, like, you know what? You don't want two and guys. It's tough. To- I, I get what you're saying. It's tough to be like, oh, and I know I just said, like, Leon Drysaddle isn't going to take a hard stride. Like, yes, I know he cares, but sometimes, like, 
he just goes into this passive mode. Yeah, uh, but I agree with Naeem's original comment too of like, they do need to find this guy some consistent players to play with. Like, I think the players are there. Like, Kane can be on there. It sounds like Kane might be carrying something right now. I don't know if he's 100%. He's kind of been off the last few games at least, but the Connor Brown experiment hasn't hasn't worked, right? Like, that needs to be addressed. I don't know how quickly you can do it, but... Leon, I agree with what you said too of like McDavid is able to like make anybody kind of look good and, and Dreisaitl needs to find that in him. But I also think at this point, like it's just not who he is. Yeah. And I, I I don't like the narrative of him being lazy because I don't think, I think he just looks like it because he's maybe a little bit bigger and he doesn't have the boots. Like I remember he came into the league and do you remember that whole thing? He was skating with like some Hungarian figure skating coach or speed skating yeah. coach or something like that so i just i don't think skating is strong so maybe that's why he looks so lazy out there don't i just i don't know maybe we need to help him on in other ways too and, and get him a high-end line mate quickly this one from loomis don't harp on the lazy leon narrative then perpetrate yeah. or perpetuate it blah, blah, blah. butchered that one anyways it's late i listen i'm not saying he's lazy but loomis can you honestly say after watching that 60 minutes that you liked his effort tonight you absolutely cannot you cannot say that was a good effort do i think leon dry is a lazy player no, not as a whole, but he has too many nights like tonight yeah. where you go, why isn't he, why won't he move his feet? So I don't know. Um, John is in, says McLeod is still beyond perimeter. He is orbiting. He had a hit tonight. So big dub for Ryan McLeod. Um, I didn't know he was playing. I literally, I literally know he said at the end of the game that McLeod is playing that hockey game and that is not good. Can you, but again, outside of McDavid. I mean, it's so true. Ekholm's breakaway. Boom. There you go. Those are about the only two positive moments I can think of. Sam Glani's penalty shot was downright terrible. <clears throat> that was, it looked really bad the whole time. Um, the, I mean, even just moving outside of dry side, all right. Like if only McDavid's going, there needs to be literally anybody else. Uh, off, uh, not on McDavid's line. I know a few people have said Hyman was good tonight, but there needs to be other players outside of not even dry side. just like, what did the third line do? Basically nothing. The fourth line had its moments, but what really more do you expect from them? Like Fogel had his chance and bottled it. And then Yanmark was whatever, right? Like it's just when this team doesn't want to show up, none of them show up besides 97 and whoever he's playing with that night. It's a little uncomfortable knowing that this team's yep. mindset can be that. All right, uh, I'm going to read Instagram comments, Liam, because I'm committed to growing this new platform. Um, Instagram, big thing if you're not on it yet. Uh, Adam was in, uh, my boy Adam was in and said, uh, two hits tonight. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Evander Kane had one and Ryan McLeod had one, and I'm pretty sure that was it. Uh, someone named Christian said, dude dude in the green hat is cooked. Liam, your, your response. <laughs> I'm. You're right. I mean, it feels that way right now, to be honest, but I'll tell you something. <laughs> I had a lot of popcorn tonight, and I had a couple of Coca-Colas, and I watched Home Alone. So it's uh, quite the evening for me. Okay, wait. You said you were at a holiday party, but the holiday party was just watching Home Alone? It was uh, a a movie holiday party. I ate popcorn, had Coca-Colas, and watched Home Alone. Do you know what? I'll openly say this right now. I've never watched Home Alone back from start to finish, and I never knew until tonight. I've just seen so many snippets of it and watched it in so many parts that I had never realized I, I hadn't watched it from the start to the end. So that was a hell of a movie, Home Alone. Let me know, let me know in the chat your favorite Christmas movie. Sounds good. I just I don't know favorite Christmas movie. Uh Mary Shrek Miss. It's a short film. Won some awards <laughs> though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Naeem, Liam, don't you watch movie every movie in multiple parts? Hey, you're a changed man. You're a changed man. All it right. It was a uh, family event. I had to. No Oilers lose 5 1. The good was the homestand. The bad was just piss poor execution this evening in general. Um, let's get to the oily. Patty boy, what do we got? Goaltending. What a fascinating topic to, to have to talk about here on a Saturday night at 11 11. Liam, let's both yep. make a wish. 
I think I know what we both wished for. I think I know what every Oilers fan watching this wished for. You probably all wished for competent goaltending from the Edmonton Oilers. Listen, I don't think Calvin Pickard was bad tonight. He got thrown to the wolves. He faced a lot of shit in that hockey game. At the same time, they need to be looking for a goalie. Liam, what do you think of the Carol Vimelka stuff? So I kind of caught the, just caught this stuff on Twitter. I've not heard anybody actually talk about it, but essentially like Arizona's open for business on Vimelka, right? And if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, take a shot at him. Like, they, I've been thinking about the goaltending a lot, a lot to, since uh, today and since the, the Tampa game of just the thought of maybe they should wait. Maybe they should wait and see what kind of opens up closer to the deadline and hope that Skinner and Pickett can get you across the line because up until tonight, Pickett had been pretty, pretty strong. And my thought process around that is they waited and waited and waited and got Ekholm last year, right? So like, you don't really know what's going to, what door is going to open next. So, but also, if Emelk is there, then you kind of you kind of shouldn't wait, right? You got to take your opportunities when they're at your door as well. Mark is in and says, goaltending. We don't have goaltending. Um, yeah, I mean, very sure. Good. Skin is good. So there was another one in there that says, how do we afford Vimelka? And I said this on pre-gaming with Boardsy, so apologies if you listen to that show, and it's going to be it's going to be a little redundant, but part of what makes the Vimelka thing so fascinating, Liam, is that they're one of the few teams that could take Jack Campbell if they wanted to, right? Yeah. So the idea of, and I'll throw this your way, and I, I think it's an overpayment, but let's just say you call Arizona, okay? Okay. We're play a, we're, we're role-playing here, Liam, okay? You, okay, you call be, Arizona, you say I'll be Bill Armstrong. Okay. And I'm Ken Holland. I go, okay, Bill, I know you got another deal with Carolina, but I want to beat it. What's it going to cost for me to get Carol Vimelka and offload Jack Campbell in the process? Hmm. Hey, Ken. Nice day. You finally get, give me a ring. Um, you're gonna you're gonna give me a first round pick. You're gonna give me a third round pick. I also want to take a look at your prospect pool, maybe grab one or two guys from there, and then we can begin negotiations. Thoughts? Would you? Okay, so would you do... All right, let's hang up the phones. Liam, would you do... (laughs) (laughs) Would you do first rounder, third round... Or first rounder, Broberg, Borgo, Campbell for Vimelka? Okay, sorry. First rounder, Borgo, Campbell, Broberg... For Vimelka, four for one. First, Broberg, Borgo, Campbell for Vimelka. Straight salary all the way across. You don't eat anything on Campbell. Um, I mean, I think I would, but I just, I, I've had this debate a few times. I just don't think that's the price. Like, I, I know it sounds crazy. I just don't know if the others would have to give up two young players to get Vimelka, like how good is Vimelka? Like how much better is Vimelka than Stuart Skinner? I think Vimelka would be your one B. Like he's good, and I think he's capable of going on really, really hot streaks. But he's not on a cup contender. I don't know if he's a fifty game guy. I think he's a really good thirty five game guy, and that would allow Skinner to be a really good, you know, forty five, forty six game guy. So I would take out. I would take out Borgo probably. I don't know. Like I, I don't. I don't think you can give them both up. I think in this trade, if you've if you've got to give yeah. up Campbell, the first and the third are an absolute lock in there. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. They're gonna want some value piece for them as well, the outside of the pick. So yeah. there's got to be a prospect in there. Like but the thing you, you remember, like the first and probably Broberg, that might be the cost just to get out of Campbell. So then it's Borgo for Vimelka. That doesn't seem that crazy to me, man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Borgo, like, I hate giving up on guys, but also you don't know really know what he is yet, to be honest. So there's yeah. a bit of a question mark there. And Borg and Broberg, like, Allegedly, trade put a trade request in. I I would probably want a little bit more back from Arizona too. Like maybe there's another piece they can kind of give us to help improve our team a little bit. I don't know who that may be, but maybe we can figure out something there to kind of balance it out from from that point. Yeah, Ryan is in first, second. Campbell, McLeod, Broberg would do it. Beggars can't be choosers. Ryan, well, you can be. <laughs> Ryan, we're the beggars. The Oilers are the beggars in this situation. The Coyotes don't got to do shit. They don't got to help out anyone. They could keep Vamelka all year if they really wanted to. Um, so, uh, listen, I know some people are scoffing at that price I put out, but the other big benefit is if you can get clean out of that Campbell contract right yeah. now, your cap situation in the summer is so much better. Like, you're opening up so many more doors for yourself in, in July and August when you need to probably again go out and improve this team a little bit. So it helps you now. It helps you in the summer. Philip Broberg's not making an impact on the team this year. Xavier Borgo's not making an impact on the team this year or next year. So the uh, um another another thing that could make Arizona kind of a destination for Campbell is the fact that their entire blue line. His um his free agents at the end of the year, which is what the Oilers need. So maybe that's the extra piece that can kind of come in there, and then the Oilers spend a little bit more. Like you look like Matt Dumbo's three point one right handed. Like Sean Dursey, I don't think they would move him, but he's a UFA. They also have Joshua Brown, Troy Stetcher. Like none of these names are super appealing, but like maybe you can get Dumbo like half retained a little bit or a little bit retained, balancing out a little bit. That like if you take out Campbell. And replace him with Melker and Dumbo, your team obviously got better. Yeah. Uh, Liam, we're getting a ton of questions about anti-Rantis. We're going to do this in kind of two parts. Oh, yeah. If I had to rank who I think the best blue lines in the NHL are on paper, Carolina's in my top three. And they're probably not three. They might not even be two. That is a damn good blue line out in Carolina. Let me read you anti-Rantis goals against in the last five games that he's played. Six four three two eight, six four three two eight against in, in behind a very 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 good blue line. Anti Ranta stinks, guys. He's not good. And someone said, "Well, his career numbers are good. He's thirty four. You know who's got good career numbers? Grant Fear. I'm not claiming him on waivers. You know, like he's past his prime. He's one point five million. So you borderline can't afford to just pick up anti Ranta on waivers at his full cap. You'd have to ask Carolina if they'd retain half, and then you'd have to give him a pick. And then it's like, what the hell are you doing giving up a pick for anti Ranta? He was just on waivers and he stinks. No interest. I have no interest. No, no, me neither. I mean, the others have just let him up the other day, didn't they? Wasn't he in that game for a little bit? Also, I have a question about this, Tyler. Okay. Who is Carolina going to? Playing goal because isn't Freddie Anderson out for like a still longer? They have Kachekov, I believe his name is. And now they've gone from having three goalies to one. They're gonna play Carol Vamelka when they acquire him for a prayer. Uh, no I I think the the talk today was that they're they're involved in the trade market, right? Um, okay. So I would imagine 
This also might be a play where they're like, hey, maybe we can get out of this guy's money and get some desperate team. <clears throat> Edmonton. Uh, maybe we can get some desperate team to just slide in and take his cap it from us. And then we're a little bit more freed up to go make a move. But Naeem says, pick up Ranta, wave Yanmark. You want to wave a top six winger for a middling goalie? Come on, Naeem, you're better than that. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't do that, though, in all seriousness. I, I'm not touching... Someone and apologies because I've lost it. They said, go get Optimus Rhyme, go get James Reimer for, you know, a cheaper cost. And it's like, yeah, like if you're going to go the veteran route and do something like that, like, I mean, for all we know, James Reimer is a week away from being on waivers himself, right? Like they love Alex Lyon. They have Billy Huso. you could probably get James Reimer for relatively cheap. I think the Oilers are aiming higher than that. So there you go. Yeah, and that's again why I think maybe they'll they're just gonna wait as frustrating and as it can be just to kind of see Ken Holland sit on his hands. I I think he should have made a trade during this little late game stand here of yeah. of win streak, sorry, like show that you're you're backing this team a little bit and that they can keep going. I mean, realistically, it's been one really, really bad game. This guy isn't falling on this team right now. They can easily come back and beat the Islanders, and then they just beat the Devils the other day. And the Rangers, obviously, a bit of a different animal, but there's a chance for them to end this little, little streak before Christmas on a positive note, too. And they're eating, they're eating two in the last 10. We're taking it by mm-hmm. 10 sets. They were three and seven or whatever it was, right? So, I mean, we're well on our way here. Uh, all right. I'm going to go back. The Instagram comments are actually kind of funny because it's just people lobbing. I, I'm pretty sure based on the number of people in there, it's just people lobbing shit in and then just dipping out. Um, so <laughs> someone with the username hockey and volleyball credit to you for getting that username. Just, yeah. they just said, Liam, no context here. We don't need Jack Campbell. I'm with you. It's hard. You can't argue against it. No, they there's a, a point. <laughs> It's not a, oh, there it is. There's another one. Jack Campbell's done. Can't even see him play in the AHL. Send him to the ECHL. We're not do even we, talking about him. Yeah, no, we're not. But do we even <laughs> want, do we want to discuss how Campbell looked uh, between the pipes today? <laughs> For, what was it? Four goals on 18 shots or something like that? Oh, and there Maybe. were some, there were some stinkers in there. Jack Campbell looked bad with a capital B once again down in Baco. They, they got a, they kind of just give it, probably just give it to give it to Rodrigue, you know, mm-hmm. like just to give Campbell a bit of a breather as well. Like it's not fair to him also to just throw him into yeah. the wolves. It's not fair to the players in front of him, and it's not fair to Rodrigue. And it, again, it's just showing. I understand the Oilers are trying to trying to make something of Campbell so they can show what he's kind of about, but. It's poor asset management again by the Edmonton Oilers. You've got a, a, a former second round pick. And just not playing him. And when he plays, yeah. he's really, really good. Like he's possibly the future of this franchise with Stuart Skinner between the pipes. And they just seem to have no interest on in playing him on a consistent basis. Shane is in Jari got lit up today. Must he must be done also? I mean, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. We're not doing this. We're not doing like again, wise Kyle. I know you're gonna fight for Jack Campbell because that's all you ever do in these chats, and you love to throw whatever out there, but like let's be real, everybody. Jack Campbell, we're not talking about a guy who's struggling for a couple of weeks. This dude was has been bad since the second he put on an Oilers jersey. The second. And you can sit there and say, well, he had some good games down the stretch last year. Holy shit. He had two good games against the Anaheim Ducks, who were dead last in the NHL. Their coach was more focused on where he was going to go on his European vacation because Dallas Aikens knew he wasn't freaking coming back. And Jack Campbell gave up one goal in each game. Oh, my God. Tremendous. Every goalie has bad games. I am not saying goalies can't have bad games. There is a difference, as Connor says, there's a difference between lit up once and just a bad goalie. Do I think Jack Campbell is a great human being? Yes. 100%. Great guy. He's a great teammate by all accounts. Like, no argument there. Anyone even pretending that for a second this guy has a single single ounce of ability to play goaltender at the NHL is delusional, Liam. They are delusional. This guy can't give you competent minutes in the American Hockey League. So why are we sitting here throwing out random ass little, oh, this guy got lit up. He must be done. Jack Campbell has stunk for 14 months, and now he's stunk for a month at the American Hockey League level facing guys who aren't good enough to play on teams' fourth lines. What are we doing? 
What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> nothing, nothing good with him. I can tell you that much. But I guess Tyler's people are asking actually in the uh, in the Instagram chat, which is oh good. What else again, do I have to say? Special. They want to know. They want to know who the goalie is. And like, I guess not even the goalie. Like that was the question. Is like who who is a goalie they should pursue? We spoke about Vamelka, but. My question, just to, to twist it a little bit, like, what's the step here? Like, what do they do? Is this just one bad game? Are you just moving on right away? Like, does anything these? I don't, like, let's get one thing straight. Nothing's happening before Christmas. I don't think anything will really happen until the new year, to be honest. But what are you, what are you seeing here from this team? What do you want to see next? I, I just want to see them play better on the road trip. Like, again, and this is why... <laughs> This is why, and I, they're back. I stand by saying that the Edmonton Oilers are all the way back. But the idea that this isn't just the same team that we saw last year, this is why I pushed back on this. This is why I wasn't buying into the, they're magically a top five defensive team, whatever, all that stuff that was going on in the last week. And the people watching this stream right now who watch Owen every day, and I know there's a lot of regulars in here. You guys know I'm not pulling this out of my ass. This is the same team we saw last year. When they are rolling, they will look like a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. They went 14-0-and-whatever down the stretch last season, and they looked like a team, and I still believe that they are a team that's capable of winning the Stanley Cup. But they are flawed. They are imperfect. They are so prone to having nights like this where they look disinterested. They look like a lottery team. And I, and that's just who they are. And I don't. it could be Jay Woodcroft, Chris Knobloch, Ken Hitchcock, Go down the line back to Glenn Sather. Whoever is the coach of this team will not change their DNA. This is who the Edmonton Oilers are. When the offense can get rolling and the power plays hot, they are borderline unbeatable. When they get off to a bad start, they don't have a ton of, I don't even want to say they don't have a ton of fight back, but they're just, Liam, the bottom line, they're prone to nights like this. This is who the Edmonton Oilers are. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I still believe that uh, the coaching staff has changed them in, in a few ways, so I'll d- disagree on that one. But that's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, I mean it's so true, isn't it? Like, I just find it crazy, like how they just fall back down to these these poor standards so quickly. Like, I just don't really understand it. I feel like there was a lot of momentum built up from last game, despite it being a loss, and maybe it was drained out a little bit. But also, tonight was a great opportunity for you to bounce back from it and just just push the storylines aside of Stuart Skinner's poor performance in the third period, but they laid an egg and it's evident that the goaltending still needs to be a solution here. And by that, I don't mean Stuart Skinner needs to go by any means. Cause he's been, he's been good. He's a future of this goalie of this team. Sorry, but like Pickett isn't the guy that needs to be there all the time. Right. He's a, he's a stopgap. So hopefully they can figure that out, but a lot of, a lot of good yeah. comments today. Yeah, you guys are fired up, and I love it. Um, yeah, they are who we thought they were. And again, like, and I argued with people in the chat about this. Like, they look different. They look different. They don't look different. They haven't looked different at all. This team is capable of winning a Stanley Cup. I will stand by that. I will never back down off that. As they're currently constructed with the shit show that is their goaltending, where was Florida a year ago? They would have had to give up six first round picks to get out of Sergei Bobrovsky and a couple months go by. And what's he doing, Liam? He's posting a 967, shutting down the best regular season team the NHL has ever seen and marching the Florida Panthers to the Stanley Cup final. Like you just need a goalie to get hot. And Stuart Skinner, we know because we just saw it for 10 days, is more than capable of being a goalie who gets hot for an extended run. This team can win the Stanley Cup. This team is going to have five or six, maybe even more nights like this from now towards the end of the year where you walk away from it in incredibly frustrated. And you know what else they're probably going to have, Liam? They're probably going to have another eight-game heater at some point because that's who they are. I believe it's actually going to start on Monday, according to my calendar. On Tuesday, sorry. It says right here, Edmonton Oilers beat the New York Islanders, which will be the first win of an eight-game heater which will be big for them. They'll be really nice to get the back of that train again. Huge. Um, all right, there you go. There is our uh, good, the bad, and the oily. Who's it brought to you by, Pat? Throw me up a little sponsor wing here. Ah, it's brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross and their fantastic travel insurance, ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. Uh, Liam, honestly, that game, 
I feel like I need to blow off some steam after it. Uh, this is nice. This is therapeutic. It's also kind of therapeutic to just walk into Greta after an Oilers loss. Mm. Maybe you're feeling a little bit down. You still got the jersey on. It's like, ah, eh. But then you see the Mario Kart game lit up on the side. And you see the bar. And it kind of just helps a little bit. It helps a little bit to be around the lights and the games and all that. If you need a post-game spot, you already know Greta is the place to be. The arcade, the bar, the street food. That food truck at the back is absolutely incredible as well. Check them out. Downtown Edmonton. Shout out to Greta. Uh, We do have to get to our hot and cold performers for the evening. It is delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and no delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. Ding dong, Liam. Am I right? Ding dong. Give me a hot performer from this hockey game. Uh, from the hockey game? Damn it. I wish you weren't so specific about where the hot performer had to come from. Uh, hot performer from the hockey game. Boy, oh boy. I mean, the fact Ekholm got so far up the ice was cool. That was, was cool as hell, bro. A bit unexpected. Uh, I mean, but 97. I'll give mine to 97. That's an easy one. Uh, yeah, the yeah. captain had himself a night. Five shots on goal, picked up an assist, extended his point streak as well. I'll give a little bit of love to Evander Kane, who racked up a team high or tied for a team high five hits in that hockey game. But Liam, just to your point with that comb, he actually, maybe he was the hot performer. Five hits, five shots on goal. That was a good night for Matias Ekholm. He's a... Uh... Coming back around, isn't he? I feel like yeah. we're seeing a little bit more of the offensive game that was so unexpected when he when we acquired him last season. I, I never saw that from him in Nashville, but I think it's just a different role. But what I guess before we move on too quickly, what did you make of uh, Paul Coffey's quote today in uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman's article at the Athletic saying he doesn't want pl- he wants his yeah. defenders to make a play? I mean, my my response is hell yeah. Um, I, to me, it's just the best way to not get scored on in the NHL is to not turn over pucks in your own end. How do you do that? You make plays and you have defensemen capable of either skating it out themselves, skating out of trouble or making the smart pass. And I think what we've seen and what's going to continue to make Ekholm and Bouchard such, such an effective duo under coffee is that they're going to continue to be encouraged to make plays and they're good at it. We saw that tonight with Ekholm. Yeah, and I really like that approach, and that's why it was nice that Paul Coffey, back to my argument, that the coaching staff have actually changed things in Edmonton. Ah, you really (laughs) just wrote me into that one. Well, Liam, guess what? They lost this this coaching staff lost 5-1 of the Florida Panthers. Cold performers for our friends at DoorDash. We've we've hit Leon Drysaddle a couple of times. I don't think we need to do that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say my cold performer is the ref that called that penalty on Brett Kulak. If he's held and the hold is what pulls him back, then why is that? What happens after yeah. a penalty? That was confusing to me. Also, Evan Rodriguez, listen, buddy, if you're watching, if you happen to be tuning in, I don't doubt that it hurt. I'm sure that was very painful, but he acted like he got shot. They put a towel to his face, even though he wasn't cut. He went yeah. down the tunnel and then came back for his next shift. That was a bit suspicious. I did think his nose had fallen off, to be honest. But um, I, I thought I his didn't jaw even... was broken. Like he, yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, this is a serious medical like situation. Like get I'm him help. Him. And then he was back right after the power play. I, uh, I understand why. Cool, I got that penalty, but I just hate those ones. Uh oh, I don't have that kind of technology. I just got to move my laptop a little bit closer to me. Uh, <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> like, it's uh, I'm trying to think of an example. It's like when you get called for a trip, but the other player gets called for embellishment. It's like, well, what was it? Did he even trip yeah. him if he's embellishing it? Like, it, clearly, it's just an embellishment call, then, right? And that's kind of what that felt like. It's just Kulak wouldn't have slapped him with the blade of his stick if the Bob, uh, what's he called? Barkov didn't spin him around like he was all a ballet. Yeah. Bit crazy, bit unfair, but hey, that was kind of the turning point of the game, too, to be honest. 
We haven't heard from our boy Pat yet on the show. And I know he's busy producing like a demon over there out in Fort Saskatchewan. But uh, Pat, come on, hop on, talk to us. Give us a hot and cold performer. What did we miss? Tell us what we missed. Pat, oh, no, Pat's muted. No, no Pat. Oh, Matt. Ah, Pat. There it is. There's too many <laughs> buttons. I've got two computers going on. Uh, I saw some funny comments in here. Cold performer boardsy for avoiding the grind. I thought that was funny. Um, but as far as the hockey game goes, I thought a hot performer was Hyman, but I, I'm a big Hyman fan recently. He just, I just notice him all the time out there. I love that he goes to the net and I'll say it till the day I die. I think that's mm-hmm. where plays are made. And I think more Oilers should do that. And even tonight we saw a couple times McDavid does the big spinorama. It's right in front of the net. Nobody's home. So I, I like that about Hyman. I'll go with him. Cold performer of the night. I mean, CC had a good shot from the slot and he put it right in the logo. Uh, like you said, Ekholm didn't really give a good shot on that uh, that breakaway, but that was pretty cool of him to be there. <sighs> Cold performer. I kind of want to go with all of them, honestly. One of the yeah. games it, we haven't. <laughs> that game felt like the first part of the season that we all don't want to talk about. So it's really hard to pinpoint one person. Yep, that's fair. Um, I think I, I think when a player is bleeding and they announce that there's four minutes and the ref stands there and he goes, Edmonton, number 27, four minutes, high stick him. They should have a towel or the player who is bleeding stand next to them to show evidence of blood to prove that the four minutes is warranted. What do you guys think? I just don't know how they got to the four minutes because usually they go over and check or like whatever they figure yeah. it out. And it just seems like they watched the video and were like, whoa, he hit him hard. That's four. And it's like, that's never been a thing before. I know it was super weird. It was super weird. But hey, this is the NHL we live in where they make up rules on the spot. Uh, Patty, did you win any bets tonight? I did not make any bets tonight, <laughs> mostly because the account's a little dry. Actually, that's not true. I did have a parlay across a bunch of games, and I didn't hit that one. But on this game, I didn't. And I stayed away from this game in the parlay because I didn't trust it. Yeah, it was it was a little bit a uh, little bit of a spooky one. The only bet I hit tonight was team total or sorry, game total shots on goal, um, which they absolutely crushed tonight in this one. So shout out to our friends at Betway. By the way, nineteen plus, please play responsibly uh pat have i missed anything else that uh, aaron usually does on this show no i think that's right i mean other than looking ahead at our next game we've got a couple coming up that are a little earlier in the day maybe that's gonna make it have an effect on the team in some way a back-to-back next week as well we can maybe touch on that but that will be nice um we could mention we have a watch along next thursday good we could definitely do that tell me more about that we will have a watch along, as you can see here. There's me in the picture, Tyler, Kennedy, Pat, Aaron. I don't know if the, all of us will be there. I'll be there for that one. Um, so, yeah, it's on Thursday at 5.30 against the Devils, I think they play. Or is it Wednesday? The Devils. Uh, no, it's Thursday. They play Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. There you go. Thursday. I'll be there. And I 5.30. Believe, and we'll be live on Instagram for you new Instagram oh. people. We will be live on Instagram. Uh, I like this one in from Austin. Oh, What's the Austin. take, boys? Well, we're 49 <laughs> minutes into the show, Austin. You'll have to, re- uh, you'll have to rewind, Austin. We'll be a podcast soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the take uh, is tonight wasn't good. Do you really want to make Kevin McAllister your, your hot performer, Liam? I mean, I did. I mean, you specifically said it had to be about the hockey game. But, I mean, it's quite uh, – I couldn't imagine – being in the second grade and being left at home as my parents go to Paris for a week and then just just leave me there. And then I have to fight off two burglars. The police don't even come to the... They come to the house, but don't believe that it's actually me. And the creativity that man comes up with and also how he didn't kill those two burglars is beyond me. But that's that'll be in the second one, I suppose. Yeah, they probably should have died. Um, all right, Pat, what's your prediction for the road trip here? Three games. You got Islanders, Devils, Rangers. You think they can go two and one? 
Islanders, Devils, Rangers. I think we can go two and one. I don't like playing the Rangers, especially on the second leg of a back to back. But I think we can take the Islanders. It's going to come down to goaltending on that one. It's probably going to be another low scoring game. Rain or uh, the Devils. We've beat them before. I don't see why we can't beat them again. I maybe quick question on that note. Should you, does anyone think we maybe should have played? Skinner tonight. I'm not saying Pickard that bad, but I just felt like it was a weird choice. I think they should have. Mm-hmm. And I said this the other day after they didn't go back to Pickard when Pickard was good against the Devils. Stuart Skinner is your star of this team, and he should have just been thrown back to the walls for that game. It's not like he had like two or three bad games in a row, right? Like yeah. he had a bad period, and it was very bad. I think to show a bit of loyalty to Stu, like. You do that, and then if it goes bad, you just play him against the Islanders, and then, but maybe I don't know. The schedule's kind of weird as well because you have three and four, but also yeah. Christmas is here, and it's a time of giving. So give Skinner another start. What does that even mean, though? Like, I mean, I don't know. I think you're looking at it. Skinner did not. He cost you the game against Tampa Bay, and a couple of nights ago against Minnesota, he or a couple of games before that against Minnesota, he was also not good. Pickard's come in, and he gave you three. Good starts, one great start. Or sorry, three good appearances, one great start so far since they called him up. So I I was fine with the decision. I think in hindsight, yeah, like maybe Skinner, Skinner could have stolen you one or two, but I don't know. I, I'm fine with it just because you're going to need Skinner now twice next week. Like there, there has to be an element of watching his workload. Like you can't play this guy 60 games this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Ace says here. Pickett needs starts. Or else, what's the point in having him? Which is fair too. I guess you got to play him. You do pay him yeah. to be a goalie for your team. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, big shout out to our friends at Betway nineteen plus. Please play responsibly tomorrow. NFL football. Maybe maybe that's where I'll make my money back. Liam, your your Lions came through for me though. You know I like betting on your Detroit Lions. Yep. We're the best team in football when we want to be. It's just too bad we only do it every other week at this point in the season. So thankfully, it was this week. They really are the Edmonton Oilers of the NFL. Hey? Oh my goodness gracious. Like they, they've had a lot of injuries to their to their defense, but one week Jared Goff is like prime Peyton Manning, and next week he's Nick Mullins. It is it is unbelievable. There is no in-between with that guy. And Sam Lapore, three touchdowns today. Gibbs, two touchdowns. David Montgomery in my fantasy football league, though, no touchdowns, which wasn't nice. I also had Michael Pittman, who got absolutely crushed today. Who still he put up ten points for me. I was like, ah, that would have been a nice game to keep him in there. But hopefully he's doing okay because that did not look good. Did you guys see that one? Yeah, he got no. murdered. That was oh ugly. my goodness, Pat. Go look it up after this because it was brutal. They didn't even review the hit. They just immediately no. tossed him from the game. They're like, you're gone. That guy. Yeah. See, you, see you never. Um, all right, let's wrap this thing up because it's eleven forty-five on a uh, on a Saturday evening here. The Instagram thing worked. Hey, Pat. Yeah, it was not bad. I kind of liked it, actually. It worked out really well. We'll So we'll be on there again on Monday for our show. Oilers Nation every day will be live every weekday, noon Mountain Time on the Oilers Nation Instagram. So we're adding that into the uh, arsenal along with the ON Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. But uh, YouTube chat, don't worry. You you know you're still our favorites. We're like Deion Sanders. You know how he ranks his kids? (laughs) <laughs> I'll still, I will rank the chats. I'll have an ongoing thing being like one, two, three, or four. Um, Instagram, very low bar for you to clear to pass Twitter because I never see any comments from there. But YouTube, yeah. you're uh, you're safe at number one. All right, for our boy Pat, Liam, all of our sponsors as well. Betway, DoorDash, Greta, Downtown Edmonton, your pre and post game spot, Alberta, Blue Cross, and their travel insurance. We are saying good night. The Oilers have lost two straight games, but. You always have a nice road trip coming up to really right the ship once again. I will chat with you again Monday, 1201 Mountain Time with ON every day. Have a good Sunday, everybody. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.